be glad there is one place in the world you want to go where everyone knows your name and they're glad you came. That quote is from the theme song of a program called Cheers, a popular TV program in the 1980s. The scene, the location where that TV series was shot was a bar in Boston called Cheers. But that theme, that those words of that song, be glad there's one place in the world you want to go where everyone knows your name and they're glad you came. That theme song highlights the heart cry of this generation. Belonging. A couple weeks ago when Ron was preaching and I was preparing and sort of scanning uh, the horizon for what theme or what topic to speak on today, he said belonging and that turned the light on. I thought, okay, that's that's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to explore. So that's the topic, the subject today. We're created for community. We're built for belonging. We need to find a community where we belong, a place at the table with our name on it. So here's the main thrust of the message. If you don't remember anything else that's said this morning, here it is in one sentence. The need for belonging represents the greatest opportunity for Christian ministry in this generation. Now, if you don't agree with that, let's talk about it later, but I've thought about that a lot this, these last few weeks, and it seems like that continues to emerge in my mind as as the truth of this opportunity, the need for belonging. You know, not just for this generation, for all generations, but there's, well, um, our friend Blaise Pascal said, there's a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of every person which cannot be filled by any created thing, but only by God, the Creator. So what, it isn't just this generation, it's all people of all time. But there are reasons why the need for belonging is so accentuated among young people growing up in our world today. What are some of those reasons? Family breakdown and dysfunction. People are walking wounded. How many people do you know who have failed, have a failing relationship with either one or both parents. Another reason is urbanization. And increasing numbers of people are leaving rural areas and coming into the cities where rural areas, life is more cohesive and connected, and they come into the cities where there are growing collections of disconnected strangers. Another reason, these are big words, but globalization and internationalization in our cities bring many people from many different cultures together, so they make the task of building community an even greater challenge. How would you like to be a Syrian refugee today, trying to find your place of belonging in Europe? As a result, or perhaps another cause, 
I think young people these days are less skilled and too busy to invest in deep, sustainable relationships. How many significant conversations can you have on WhatsApp or Twitter? What is the impact of not belonging? Rejection is one of the four greatest fears of adults, according to Steve Brown, along with fear of punishment, shame, and failure. Rejection, not belonging, is one of those four. Imagine, you have a big family reunion where all the members come from far and wide, and you're not invited. Or you're the coach of the winning Super Bowl team, and you were not mentioned or even invited to the victory celebration. Or you got the idea for, designed, built, and paid for the construction of the sky tree, and at the opening ceremony there was no place for you at the head table. Hard to imagine, isn't it? What about this? From John chapter 1, verse 11. Jesus, he came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. No place among the people that he had created. You know, we just celebrated Christmas. And every year, we're startled by new ways in which Jesus is ignored or banned from his own birthday celebration. 2,000 years later, Jesus is still unwelcome in most of the world to his birthday celebration. What are your painful memories of rejection? Feeling or being even told that you don't belong. I grew up as a missionary kid, third culture kid, and I've had plenty of experiences where I didn't feel like I fit in or belonged. Um, If you studied abroad or lived abroad and came back to Japan uh, as a returnee, you've you've felt that, perhaps too, as a kikoksha. Similar experiences, where do I fit in? Where do I belong? Why is there an epidemic of hikomori in this country? Young people who feel like they're just not a place for me. So I'll just hide out and hang out in my room. Bullying. Kids that are isolated and rejected by their classmates because they're, they're chigao, they're different in some way. Growing numbers of young people who feel they have no place in this society. I wonder if rejection and not belonging are a factor in the spike of suicides that we see especially at this time of year, at the end of the year. We were in Indonesia this past month and having lunch with some Indonesian friends and heard the amazing testimony of an Indonesian young woman named Mega. Mega said that when she was eight years old, because of abuse from her family, her grandmother, who came to live with them and said used to curse her every day, 
and tell her that she was she had no future, she was going to be a whore, she was not going to have marriage, she was going to die. This is what her grandmother and her, and her other family members, at eight years old, determined, I don't belong in this family. And she began to plan her strategy for escape. By the grace of God, when she was a college student away from home, a missionary couple reached out to her and on her 20th birthday, she said, I had nowhere to go. I had no one to celebrate. And she said, I just felt the urge to call this couple. And she did. And they invited her home. And they shared the gospel with her. And that night, she knelt by her bed and trusted the Lord. No place to belong at eight years old. And planning her strategy to escape from that family. So what are the solutions? What are the remedies of not belonging. Well, there are many. Young people like Mega become determined to make it on their own. People jump into marriage thinking that this will provide them a permanent place of belonging. Young people join clubs and, as my wife was mentioning today, cosplay, kosupure, as it's said in Japanese, costume role play. I mean, that's a whole world where people can go and they can dress up like a character on the, on the uh, video games or, or TV or anime, and they can, be, they can be known. They can be somebody. They can be a person. Social media, getting involved in social or even religious causes, or thinking, okay, if I just get hired by a company, that's the place where I'll belong. That'll give me identity, meaning, and security. But marriage is struggle. Clubs become boring or oppressive or empty. Causes can turn to cults. Economies tank and businesses fail. People lose their jobs. And more and more ronin are flushed into society. Ronin are the wandering samurai in Japanese history who got separated from their lord and were looking for a Shogun, a place to belong. Well, we have lots of ronin today in our society. People with no place to belong. If you didn't notice, we live in a very lonely and troubled world. But there's good news. Listen to the good news of the gospel from verse 12 of chapter 1 of John. But to all who believed and accepted him, Jesus, he gave the right to become the children of God. Do you really want to belong? Have you heard this invitation? Join the family of the Creator. Become his child and call him Abba, Daddy. Perfect and permanent Belonging forever. We just sang about it, didn't we? That's the good news of the gospel. Getting invited, adopted into God's family, not because of anything we have done or could ever do, but because of what he has done for us. These words of scripture. God made him, Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And again in Paul's letter to 
Titus. We're saved not because of righteous things that we have done, but because of his mercy, because of his grace. But we must invite him into our hearts, homes, and give him a place at the head of the table. Jesus said to the lukewarm Christians at Laodicea, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. Now, Bible scholars point out that's a message for Christians, lukewarm Christians, to invite Jesus into the head of the table. But it's also a message for anyone to open their heart's door and invite Jesus in to their table, at the head of the table. Again, this universal need for belonging is one of the greatest opportunities to invite others into God's family. We have the best answer for the greatest felt need of this generation. Say that again. We have the best answer for the greatest felt need of this generation. Think about the ways that my wife and I were touched with acts of belonging when we were traveling uh, overseas this Christmas. Uh, we were in Hong Kong and trying to find our way back to the airport and started to get on an elevator and a young man noticed us kind of puzzled and he stopped and said, can I help you? And he was getting off the elevator and so he got back on the elevator and took us up to the right floor and took us to the ticket counter and showed us how to buy our ticket together and save money and we're going, wow. And then he walks off and says, God bless you. We were in a cafe. We were waiting for that light show across the Hong Kong harbor there. And uh, we got some food, and the cafe was very busy, so we were trying to find a place to sit down. And so a woman with, with, sitting with her mother and a, and a helper, a uh, little table said, well, come and sit with us. A place at the table. So we bowed our heads to say grace, and as we got done, she said, are you a Christian? She said, I'm a Christian too. Just a touch of, wow, we're welcome here. There's belonging here, even as tourists. Then there was the young woman at the airport in Indonesia. We were getting on another flight, and blah, 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 in Bahasa. We didn't know what was saying. She said, oh, she translated for us and said, you need to go this way for this flight. So we met her later at the, um, at the baggage claim and found out that she was a Christian too. We saw the cross around her neck. So it doesn't necessarily be a Christian, but these were Christians that touched us with a sense of, while you're welcome here, we're glad to have you. Let us help you in a small way. And then there was the woman on the old uh, line, the last stretch of coming home, who jumped up and insisted that we take her seat. She insisted that we did. Now you might call that omotenashi. That was the magical word, hospitality, that the, that the uh, Japanese team used when bidding for the Olympics, right? And that became a, a popular word overnight. You say, well, that's just omotenashi, and it is. And we constantly hear st stories of Japanese hospitality at our breakfast table at the guest house where people are coming and going. Stories like this. A preacher reaching out and just, you know, going, there, going out of their way to show us, um, show them where to go. But you know what? As beautiful as a thing omotenashi is in this culture, and it is beautiful, and it's been happening for years, Omotenashi doesn't get us all the way. 
there needs to be a bridge to the gospel. Omotenashi is just the appetizer. We need a place at the table for the full feast. So yes, hospitality is a gift to God's people, but to introduce people into God's family. We work, and our church as a team works with international students. And belonging is one of the key principles about which our ministry is built. We start with the needs and interests of international students. There's a diagram, maybe you can't read it, but this is kind of a Abraham Maslow-ish diagram. Everybody in the world in education knows that. And uh, so when students first arrive, if you studied overseas or lived overseas, you know you're looking for just survival needs. You've got to learn the language. You've got to get a bank account. You've got to learn how to get around if you're on campus. So we help students with those real felt needs. Uh, we give them tours of the city. We give them conversation partners. We uh, give them a, a, what they need to begin to settle their life in. But you know, after those survival needs are met, then their needs grow to the next level. And that's where belonging is key. Do, am I welcomed in this country while I'm a student? Do I have anything to offer? Can I make significant friendships? And so that's why we have ICF, International Christian Fellowship, every second and fourth Saturday here. That's a place where we want international students of any kind, of any country, to come and find a sense, wow, I belong here. There's a place of welcome. I can make friendships here. So one motto of one international student ministry, and I love it, is make friends and meet Jesus. So that second level is a, is a level that meets everyone's need, and so we build our international student ministry around that need of belonging and try to create ways where students can feel like, wow, I have a place here. Memories that will stick with them, we hope, for the rest of their life. But that's not just the end. It's not just belonging in human relationships we want. We want to introduce them to the greatest level of belonging. They belong to their creator. They belong to Jesus. And we want to tell them the good news so they can discover where they really belong. They're in this world because God put them here. They belong here, but they need to hear that from their creator and join in fellowship with him to really experience what it is to belong in this world. So that's our ministry. That's this church's ministry. And we, we hope be, and beyond um, that it will grow. I have a Japanese-American student, a Hawaiian gal, whose father was a Japanese student in Texas, Houston, Texas. And there was a family that opened their home to Mac. His, that was his nickname. And uh, one night he spent the night, but all they had was a couch in their home. And he slept on that couch. Well, that couch became Mac's couch. And they said, any time you want to, you are welcome into this home and you can spend the night here. This is your couch. 30 or 40 years later, he's telling this, uh, this story about, that was my place in Texas when I was a student. That was his place of belonging. There's a story of another student, an African student, and this one was from Southern California. 
he had come to study in the United States from a colonial country and had very suspicious about colonials, colonialists, Europeans, and even Americans. Not even sure why he came to the States to study. He was invited into a home, but he said, no, no, no. Well, they kept inviting him. So finally he went along with his friends. Fast forward for several months. One night this African student was so lonely, he drove his car, parked in front of these people's house, and slept there because he said, I know there's one family in this city that loves me. One place I belong. And he wanted to be near that family. Place to belong. This is our God. The scripture says in Psalm 68, our God is a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows. This is God whose dwelling place is holy. Here it is. God places the lonely in families. I love that verse. God places the lonely in families. That's what he's doing. He's creating places in church families, in communities, in fellowships, in small groups, in homes, where Christians are welcoming people into their families so that eventually they can meet God and join his family. There's the program over here at Musashino City, MIA. It's a family-to-family program. And students sign up, international students for family. And that's open for any and all of us to sign up and be a family or a friend to an international student studying on one of our campuses. Pray for us as we befriend Sopia from Cambodia this year and Koyo from China, who are our new friendship students for this year. Building bridges of belonging creates a pathway for the gospel, the doorway to ultimate belonging and identity. Somebody has said, people are converted to community before they are converted to Jesus. Now that may not be true in every case. Someone may just come under the preaching of the gospel and they're in the kingdom. But how much, most of the time, it's because of a friend, it's because of a place where they've been loved and accepted, a fellowship where they sense a welcome, where they sense love. If that, in most cases, is the initial step into the kingdom. Let me ask you, will the gospel be a priority for you in 2016? That's really the question, isn't it? We have the greatest opportunity to reach the greatest felt need of this generation. Well, you say, how can we do that? Well, actually, there's a million ways, but I'll give you a couple of suggestions if you're looking for suggestions for a response to this message. Read the Gospels slowly and see how Jesus showed people that they belonged. People who were outcasts in their society. Even when he was rejected, showing people around him with touches of love and kindness that they belonged. Read the book by Tom Holliday, The Relationship Principles of Jesus. If you want to learn how to touch people with a sense of belonging, as stepping them into the kingdom. 
Make a decision. Here's a third accession. Make a decision to intentionally notice the ways that people touch you, ways that give you a sense of belonging. You know, I was taking some Indonesian friends to Skiji Market um, this past week. And after I said goodbye to them, I was standing on the corner getting ready to... Well, actually, I'm sorry. I was going to the market. And a Japanese woman came up behind me, and she didn't know I was Japanese, and she said, well, she was spoke to me in Japanese, and I turned around, and she says, oh, she was shocked. So I said, I, I don't know, I said, can I help you or something? And she says, where's the way to Skiji Market? And I go, it's right over there. That's where I'm going. So I said, yes, I belong here. I'm, I'm giving instructions to a Japanese on where to go in Tokyo. <laughs> so make note of the ways in which people, experiences, touch you with a sense of, yeah, I belong here. I have a place. I can make a contribution. Number four, look for ways that you can help others know that they have a place at the table, that they belong. There's all kinds of ways to do that. Look for those. Pray that God will show you those so that you can be an inviting person into your fellowship, your friendship, your community, and your kingdom. And then if you want to, join us on Saturday night second and fourth Saturdays to welcome international students. In conclusion, last Sunday, we celebrated communion. It's also called the Lord's Table. The good news is that every one of you who took the cup and the bread by faith in Jesus, in his death, has a place at his table. That's what we celebrated. And someday in the future, when we celebrate the marriage supper of the Lamb, there will be a place at the banquet table with your name on it. Revelation 19 says, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. Come in, find your place at the table and enjoy the greatest feast that you have ever had. We're going to be toasting to Jesus at that banquet, and I think we need to practice. So you want to do that with me? <laughs> Don't say kampai or cheers. Let's say Jesus, okay? Here's a toast to the Lamb. Jesus! We need practice, because we're going to be doing that at the banquet table. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the amazing, incomprehensible truth that we belong to you forever. We know that that's nothing of our own doing. It's all your doing. That's the gospel. And thank you, Lord, that you have entrusted us with that truth so that we can invite others, too, to your table. Lord, give us that courage. Give us that inspiration. Give us that desire to welcome others so that they too will know they belong. In Jesus' name, amen.